and my fellow Pennsylvanians. This state's electoral votes are key to who wins the presidency, and both of the candidates know it. We win Pennsylvania, we win the whole deal, you know that. Just like last night. But states like Pennsylvania are going to be incredibly important. The only thing left on the board is Pennsylvania. The president cannot get to the finish line without the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. One state all four candidates are visiting today is Pennsylvania. Its 20 electoral votes are highly coveted, and the Keystone State could end up being one of the determining factors in the race. Nine weeks from today, we should hopefully know the winners and the losers of this historic election. Now, I say hopefully because listeners might recall the lengthy count before we learned who won the Democratic congressional primary for the open Mike Doyle seat, an even lengthier saga over who won the Senate Republican primary in May. Now, every week we're going to do a mini episode with items that caught our attention at PA Kitchen Table Politics. We love listener feedback. We welcome any tips of what caught your attention over the past week. Don't worry. We have plenty of episodes in store that will continue to do deeper dive discussions with the people playing an integral role in this historic election cycle. So let's kick it off. President Biden visited a USW, that's United Steelworkers Hall, in West Mifflin, Allegheny County. Congressman Lamb and Senator Casey joined the motorcade. Lieutenant Governor Fetterman did indeed speak at the event. Now, speaking of speaking, unless you got a ride to the moon with something other than the Artemis rocket, you might not have heard that former President Trump visited Mohegan Sun Arena up in Luzerne County. He spoke for 90 minutes, actually over 90 minutes, and it was interesting that Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene also spoke at length and spoke longer than local Congressman Dan Muser. Now, listeners will recall that Dan Muser was actively considering a run for governor. And by the way, like President Trump, the congressman grew up in New York. Senator Toomey and Dr. Oz had a press conference. Lots of questions came up. Lots of news was made. And... Most of those questions were actually answered. Now, one new development that perhaps deserves some further questioning from the media is where Dr. Oz stands on the EB-5 visa program. It's brought a lot of foreign investment into Pennsylvania, but according to reporting from CBS News, it's been helpful to a beautiful Florida property in the real estate empire of Dr. Oz. The Toomey kept his distance from Mastriano, uh, however, citing a quote-unquote limit to the amount of candidates he can be involved with. Very interesting response from the junior senator. Let's talk ads. House Majority Pack is up with a new ad slamming Lisa Scheller in the Lehigh Valley, claiming she is, quote, threatening our health and our rights. The Shapiro Davis campaign will launch its first TV ad of the fall campaign on Tuesday, and it's casting Mastriano's fierce opposition to abortion rights and gay marriage as a threat to the Pennsylvania economy. The ad is the first spot of about a $17 million television advertising investment of the Shapiro Davis campaign for the nine weeks ahead. Now, two outside groups also caught our attention. Agenda Pack is going after Doug Mastriano for his positions on issues important to the LGBT community in the Commonwealth. State Rep Malcolm Kenyatta is helping spearhead these efforts, and he's stated that the group plans to spend seven figures, quote unquote, on this election cycle. Another outside group with perhaps the best URL in politics, if not America, Vote.org, V-O-T-E dot O-R-G, announced a $10 million effort targeting 18 to 30-year-olds. Now, this is a nonpartisan organization. Their campaign so far has registered 381,000 voters, primarily using TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Their goal is 1 million total new registered voters. 
Needless to say, Pennsylvania is one of the 11 states that they are aggressively targeting. And if they found their way uh, into your social media feed, I'm very curious. Let us know. In many cycles over the last two decades, September 11th was a day free from any and all politics. Indeed, the First Lady, Dr. Biden, has announced that she's going to be paying her respects at Shanksville, Somerset County. But also on September 11th, there'll be a Women for Fetterman rally in Bluebell, Montgomery County, with Congresswoman Madeline Dean, Mary Gay Scanlon, Commissioner and also Dr. Val Arkush, State House Minority Leader Joanna McClinton, and other special guests focusing on the subject of reproductive freedom. These are all regular listeners and guests, so we look forward to hearing, ladies, how all that goes. Now, Doug Mastriano is also making an appearance in the Philadelphia suburbs, not in Bluebell, but in Drexel Hill, Delaware County, on September the 15th. This is an area that has dramatically moved toward Democrats in recent election cycles. We've done multiple episodes on Delaware County, and it's going to be interesting to see how that goes right uh, adjacent to Philadelphia. Next week, on Monday, September 12th, the legislature returns uh, to session, and all eyes are going to be on the Republican majorities to see what their pre-election legislative agenda will include. Now, while over 12.5 million Pennsylvanians are focused on this November, two Pennsylvanians in Philadelphia are focused on November 2023. That's City Council members Derek Green and Maria Quinones Sanchez. I should say former. They've resigned. They're launching their campaign for the open mayor's race, which is more than 380 days away. Lastly, speaking of Philadelphia, did you know that the Republican National Committee, that's Rona McDaniel's RNC, has opened up an office in Germantown? This first-of-its-kind Republican engagement center is focused on attracting support in the black community. Now, by the way, this is the same RNC that just filed a lawsuit in Commonwealth Court against the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for, and I'm quoting Chairwoman McDaniel, quote, unequal treatment of its citizens at the ballot box. Well, that's all for this week. Please give us a follow on Twitter and wherever other social media platforms that you use and tune in for upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pennsylvania Kitchen Table Politics. Take a minute and leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform. Please also consider following us on social media for updates and announcements regarding future episodes and new guests. You're political, so I am sure that you're on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. We are too at PA Political Podcast. Visit our website, papoliticalpodcast.org, and send us your feedback about this episode and suggestions on future guests. Until next week. Thank you.